This episode brought to you by Quest Carbon Cycles, Atlanta, Canada's first premium boutique mountain bike company. Located in Hillsborough at 2839 Main Street. Come on down and see us. You can see me. I'm here at the shop, Melissa, from Monday to Friday. Come look at the bikes. Get out rides. location to the mountain bike connection podcast at quest carbon cycles in hillsborough good evening everyone good evening hello great to have you guys here <laughs> great for they uh, fed you. us yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think that's always do. the key full belly makes happy everybody happy before <laughs> podcast absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> absolutely so hi alice hi uh, Becky just said to pl- please bring beer or cider back to the beer or cider back to the hotel. See, that's very important. Beer and cider is the key. Twenty-four Budweisers in the back seat of the car behind the driver's seat. There, there's beer behind the driver's seat in the car, Ellis. What? There's beer behind the driver's seat in the car. We've got a live conversation going here about beer. Bikes, beers, beans, and coffee. That's it. Mike's alive, people. The Kiwis talking well, I'll to you list. Thank you. <laughs> I think it's all sorted. The door is closing. And we're back. <laughs> Excellent job, everyone. <laughs> all right, so we got Go Dale and Melissa from Quest Carbon Cycles. Yay! Yay! Yay. <laughs> I don't know which one the applause. We're actually super stoked you guys are here. Yeah, yeah. This is so exciting. It's awesome. We are podcast virgins. <laughs> really? We are. Yeah. Podcast virgins. Oh, this is more just like shooting the shit. And <laughs> Talk more into the mic. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. It's hard to Pretend remember to do going that. you the microphone. Yes. I got it. I got it. So we've seen you guys on social media for a while now, and I've been pestering you for a demo, and I was really hoping to get up to Sugarloaf and do the whole mountain bike Atlantic weekend and ride a Quest bike. Yeah. And here we are today, and yeah. I've ridden one, and I love it. So tell us a little bit about your... Background. Your vision and your yeah, background. Yeah, our journey, kind of. Um, so we started about four years ago, almost as a... Uh, I guess just a proof of concept. And I was mentioning this to you guys earlier when we were riding it. Kind of took us a little bit of time to get organized. Um, takes a long time to find the suppliers for carbon fiber. Uh, we went through probably three or four really bad ones um, with, with uh, prototype bikes where the carbon fiber wasn't holding up. And uh, we really landed uh, a couple years ago in Japan to purchase the carbon fiber with a company called Tore. And, Ever since then, things have just really been been on track for what we wanted to do. Um, the company kind of started in PI originally. And um, at one point, we said, do we want to try to make this a go of this? And so myself and another partner of mine, Zach Delaire, who's from Moncton, who has a good background with social media. He's involved in a few other companies in New York on that are all Instagram kind of based social media platforms for their businesses. And we kind of came on board to bring in some marketing experience and start to try to turn this into a serious business. And um, yeah, and I guess we ended up landing in Hillsboro here, which was a big transition. And that happened just in March this year. 
So we ended up landing here. That's so you awesome. Were in PEI. Yeah, like the head office was kind of in PI. The finance was were in PI. Like that kind of all that type of stuff. And we were still two of us were still living over here working. But at some point we had to pull the trigger and say, Hey, we're going to expand. We're going to make a go of this. Where do we really want to land as far as a house? And where do we want to be? And that's why we chose Hillsboro. Okay, yeah, because I didn't know if that was another company. I couldn't remember the name. I just knew there was a bike company, PI. PI, yeah. You guys. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and and it was kind of like a, uh, and when it was in PI, that was really when it was just proof of concept, mm -hmm. you know. So when we landed here, we we realized, you know, it was kind of big thing for us is building a community, being part of the community here, building the mountain bike community, and you guys, you guys rode White Rock and just ripped it up today. So you guys. See, we're close to stuff here. We're close to a few other mountains all the way down to Fundy. We're close to Elgin. So I find it's a, it's a good central place for everybody to really, our scope really, you know, we got to, of course, build a business and sell bikes. But our real vision of this place is to turn this place into like Kingdom Vermont. I'll tell you, I think you picked a good time to build a business like this. Absolutely. Try to buy a bike right now. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's insane. It's been insane. And we went through, you know, we're a direct-to-consumer company, but like, we did one small retail partnership with Mike's Bike Shop. And for us, that was because it was good, f basic free marketing. Right? We, were, we were able to get a lot of eyes on the bike and specs. And to be honest with you, too, it was also great for us because of their volume of shipping through Amazon and eBay and all that stuff. You know, we hooked onto their accounts for shipping and stuff. So it was a fantastic, uh, fantastic partnership the first year for us. But we've really kind of settled in to be on our own now. And we're really shipping bikes right across Canada. So mm -hmm. it's been a, it's been been a good ride. But man, it's a crazy market. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. crazy, crazy. COVID kind of sent it even more so. Right? Oh, my so. God. Yeah. Like COVID did two things, though. It drove the e-commerce business. So everybody's comfortable even buying bikes now. Mm -hmm. um, but like it, it's insanity. Like uh, you can you, nobody on the so podcast can see the yeah. wall, but yeah. you can see our brain wall we're, we're literally every day doing a puzzle is which component is arriving when and when can we build a bike and it, it's like a day-to-day -day battle which is why melissa was brought into the company because she's worked in inventory control in other companies for kent and other people so like we needed somebody to come in and get a handle on how to run this inventory because i mean me i start pulling my hair out of my head right i'm like <laughs> i just want to market this thing and ride yeah. bikes yeah. and now all of a sudden i gotta do inventory and it's just like oh Dudes aren't organized either, right? No, so. they're really not. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe not in our household. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely the organized one of us. Yeah. <laughs> definitely not in my household. I'm not organized. <laughs> no, no I'm the worst. No, so. we work well together, though. Yeah. Because we also, we, we think a lot alike, but we play off each other. Yeah. And yeah, it's just sourcing products and, you know, ETAs that are like... You know, for our fat bikes, some of them aren't coming till spring. And we're like, that's not going to work. And then trying to find, you know. Solutions. Who else wow. to get it from. Yeah, and it's like a jigsaw puzzle yeah, right like now. Yeah, like bookings. Like we're doing our bookings I'm have a sip for of my 2022. Beer. <laughs> some people, they're like, you know, we were talking to Shimano. Get your bookings in for 2023. Some people are already doing 2024s. Jeez. So, yeah. That's nuts. Everybody's yeah. trying to get ahead of the game yeah. just because it's so hard to get anything. Yeah. It is. Crazy. Yeah, it's really, really insane actually right it's, now. It's but. good though as a business because to an extent people are used to it. They expect it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nobody's freaking out because go anywhere and it's the same yeah. story. Yeah. Well, we can't get it. It's just home. Yeah. If you want a bike, you got to order a year ahead. Like, good luck. But that's why, the other, like, we were really stoked you guys were coming down and 
decided to come down and visit at the shop and have us on your podcast because i mean to us this is what it's all about is community build yeah. And, right. uh, yeah and we found like right now there's a lot of people riding in hillsborough but there's not a lot of people hanging out down here and uh people are sliding in sliding out but like we kind of want to meet people and start meeting people mm -hmm. from all over go up ride where you guys live come down like we're trying to trying to live the lifestyle i guess and that's, we're kind of all yeah. committed to that like that's pretty much what we've done i think we've ridden like 17 different trail systems this see summer. that's wild Ooh. right we're all over yeah. the place and just awesome. enjoying the lifestyle yeah. and camping and biking and, and that's what we want to do with our social media moving in as we're doing a second iteration run is we want to start partnering with people like you guys and coming up to your home trails and highlighting that on our social media you know that's the thing. trying to highlight yeah. atlantic canada a lot more because i think there's dollars out there we can get to support business if we show the highlights right um across and white rock is such a gem and i feel like a hidden gem because with trail running i talk to so many Blech. trail runners yeah <laughs> don't. <laughs> don't even get him going on we don't running. want any plugs on trail running if you see me running <laughs> you better run faster because i'm being chased and i talk to people and i only so run when i'm out of bullets yeah that's right have never been to white rock because yeah. they see Hillsborough as this like you know it's so out of the way or they don't even know that White Rock is there mm. and I love White Rock it is fun I feel like trail running out here would be awesome for the pure fact that you're just running from mosquitoes all the time. <laughs> That's <laughs> about it. Yeah. You can't you just learn mosquitoes from the barbecue. Were only bad today. They were good all no, summer. No, to, to, today has been a good day <laughs> for mosquitoes. mosquitoes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I feel like running out here would be perfect. Cause Hillsborough's you're, you're mosquitoes are so tough. They even <laughs> yeah. fight off my green egg, as you guys saw, cooking barbecue. It's the only mosquitoes in the world that fight through smoke. Okay. Yeah, that's the one thing we got to figure out. It's a mosquito vibe here. But, like, other than that, we're just trying to institute this whole mountain bike lifestyle, right? Like yeah, you guys are all into grown that. Huge in the Maritimes you know? in Atlantic Canada, like yeah. it is it really has through the roof. Yeah. The amount of trail systems that now have hired workers, dedicated trails being yeah. built, work done, steady. Like I travel for work, so I'm riding my bike all over the place. Yeah, and it's insane. The yeah, amount of stuff that's going on. Five years, Atlantic Canada or the Maritimes is going to be. It's Amazing. like you said, it's going to be like Kingdom Trail. It's yeah. going to be a destination. Like, if we can make it that, yes. right? Like, That's right. Headed there. Yes. We found that there's a bit of a gap, even though, like, you know how much money's been funneling into all these associations. And, you know, it's great because we're all over the province doing stuff. But I feel like there hasn't really been a lot of federal or provincial cash that lands here. And uh, I, it's, it's just for some reason it doesn't land in Hillsboro. Mm. There's probably background of that, which I'm not going to say on here, but like people don't <laughs> fall into here with the money. And, you know, we, we have to get, it's really amazing because here we got this new mayor, Bob Roshan, and he's a fat biker. So, you know, he's retired cop, fat biker though. So he loves to ride and he's really, really super dedicated to building a whole community around uh, cycling lifestyle. Mm -hmm. That's and, awesome. uh, mm -hmm. which is what we need, right? Because yeah. the trail association here has got new people coming in. It needs new people. It's been a lot of the same people for a long time and they really have to, they need new blood. And yeah. so we're getting different groups here, setting stuff up on trails, but there has to be, there has to be consistency to the trail building and planning. You guys have done trail building and planning and you guys yeah. know that more than me. And that, that takes some design work and it takes consistency to make it safe for everybody. And mm -hmm. The one thing I feel like we're, we could really improve on out here would be basically progressions 
there's not a ton of progressions out here and people need spaces to learn. And so like, I'm hoping we'll start to see more of like ABC jump lines and other things like that, where people can progress and kind of grow with the riding. Cause I still, if people don't come here for that. They'll go up to Fredericton and do some of the stuff to do some progressions and other places. And yeah. mm-hmm. we need that here for sure. I think that's a common thing across New Brunswick though. Cause like, as we've gone around, there's a lot of places that really lack skills parks, you know, mm-hmm. beginner jump lines, drops, that kind of stuff. Pump you know, Miramichi had a great one, MVP. Again, pretty good. Uh, I was telling Melissa earlier, Becca Gwimmick just got a grant to build a skills line there. So oh, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah More yeah. places. Every place should have yes. a line of progression. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And we found right now, we were talking earlier a bit of about Mike Holland's been a big help and is one of the ministers right now. Like he's kind of keen on looking what else we can do with land besides just yeah. cutting trees. Mm-hmm. And um, you Mike know, is a really good fellow. yeah. Mike's a great guy. Yeah, he really is. There's so is. much potential in New Brunswick for like tourism that they don't tap into. They don't tap it. It's it. insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so this is Mike's riding. Yeah. So like he was at our grand opening. He's been a, a good support for us. But like the one thing you see, look look what happened with all those road trails up north and Caraquette and everywhere, right? They got tons of money to lay down yeah. all that pavement, put yeah. beer, like... Fully paved trails. We need stuff like that here, you know? So it's a matter of getting the townships set up so that they can receive money yeah you know like that's the thing receive money and then spend it on the right right tactics and i'm finding you know there's i you guys have been around more than me traveling and stuff but i'm still finding a lot of the money being given to the mountain bike communities not reaching the trail builders and you know at the end of the day the rubber hits the road with the dudes on the hill yeah with the shovel right so if we're not supporting those guys i really couldn't care less about everybody coming in and paying them 10 grand to go give you a strategy on the hill. There's tons of us around here, tons of experience and guys digging and we got to support them. We somehow, we got to get the money to those people. Like at least here, that's what I see the gap is. Yeah. There's a lot of people telling people what to do, but nobody actually giving the money to people who are going to go dig the trails or design them. Yeah. It takes a long time to lay a trail out with a, Shovel and a rake. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, Jeff's GPS map system. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. Well, unless you got Jeff, because I've got the system, but I don't know how to run it. So you need a Jeff to go with it. You need a Jeff and a guy for eye for lines, right? Yeah, and, that's right. Yeah. And that's what we've done is we've yeah. just set up there, and he ran it. He used the Becca Gummick as a proving ground. So we ran it there, and we went out. We started walking a line, and it's, like, surprisingly good. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah. surprisingly. Like, we ran a, a difficult trail, and it actually mapped within a meter or so an existing trail that we have in place yeah well, see, well i walked a block of ground we're looking at at the back of glimmick and me and another one of the other trail builders and we're like yeah we could get three lines in here we could run from this gorge down to hell's eddy and then when jeff was showing me saying i never said anything to him his system laid out three trails exact type thing exact same exactly what we had said and we walked the ground yeah, see the yeah. great thing is right yeah. it, yeah. It, Using that data, it looks at drainage outflows and yeah. and all kinds of different things, so you know the areas to avoid where you're going to struggle with washouts and, yeah. and spring runoff. Yeah, so yeah. It just it takes so much. I wouldn't say like effort out of it. It's it's time. It's reducing your time on the ground time. by about eighty yeah. percent. Yeah, you're yeah. saying it takes a lot into consideration. Yeah, it does. It yeah. really does. Yeah. But I found even like you know somebody out here a couple of years ago they gave you know five thousand dollars to a consultant to walk up the hill here to say can we fat bike up here five thousand and they they came out of here and said no you guys can't run fat bike trails through shepherdy and then 
one of our local partners out here said, I can run a fat bike trail through here, no problem. And it just requires them getting on the snow dog and running it and yeah. mapping the trails out, right? And getting consistency of doing that. But that's right. it's, uh, it, for, for us, I mean, that's, unless we get some really solid world-class trails and, and accommodations are the other big thing yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, is there a hotel, motel, mm-hmm. camping? See, you know, there's camping. not now. And it's like a little drive-through community. Yeah. And yeah. so that's what we're trying to talk to. Like we got some friends of ours, Ashley and Katie open up the Echo Wellness Lodge about 7K past here. That's like a the Nordic spot. First thing yeah. coming here, right? Yeah. No, but it's pretty slick and yeah. sweet. Oh, it's but, beautiful. Uh, but it's going to be a really nice spot. But we also And need, that's going to be a huge contribution to it will. being able to stay. But building the community is not just about the trails, right? It's the accompanying business, exactly. so your food, yeah. your lodging, because that's what we do when we travel. We eat yeah. out, we stay yeah. places. Exactly. And Camp, yeah. go to hotels. Like, and that's what we want to get here is... Like we'd love to have like bike and stay vacations out of here mm-hmm. or even even for us as a bike manufacturer, like we were thinking downstream, we'd like to have like let's say somebody from out of province comes in, right? Mm-hmm. That three day package here, come ride demos, custom build their bike right while they're here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then stay that. for three days and ride, right? Like it's mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. So like we're hoping to stimulate all that in the economy and maybe get some of these places up and running where we can all stay down here for a night or two, especially guys like you coming out of town, yeah. you know, look, you guys are going back to Moncton to stay, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. It'd be kick-ass if you're just staying here, hit the trails first thing in the morning, like, exactly. you know, and have some beers, do our thing. Like, I know we hang out at the shop. We're trying to make this like a place to hang out and ride out of, but... It'd be awesome if you guys could just stay here. We could ride tomorrow instead of going to town. No, a Nordic spa sounds great. I know. Shit, they're even going to have an infinity pool, man. No, you got to see their spa, <laughs> yeah. man. Like, no, no, they're no, Nordic spa pretty six, serious. Yeah, I know. After a desk, right? I almost called them to be here for this because they're really cool. and. Opening in, in the spring. In the spring. Yeah. In the spring. So. She's on record now. She needs to open in the spring. But there's a lot of young. There's not young. I'm not young by any stretch of imagination. <laughs> but the uh, there's a lot of entrepreneurs coming into town, which. You know, for this little village, it basically died, right? That's yeah. why we give a big shout out to the Cook family here, because they really supported us. Like he gave us like four months free rent this place when we started. Unfortunately, Bob passed away just after we got opened up, but he bought the first bike out of here. And now his son, Jeff, has taken over and he owns a lot of businesses in town, but they've just been really helping. They, they all see the vision of this mountain bike community, yeah. all of them. They really do. And they, they just see so much potential here. So, so much potential. Just, just really need some money here and to get the township involved. And that's what we're... We really need that here for all of us, right? Just to make and it another just needs cool place more to ride. People knowing about Hillsborough. Yeah. That's the biggest thing is yeah. getting the word out there. Yeah. 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 Just spreading the word and it's been such a drive through town. Yeah. People is. just drive through on their way to Fundy. Yeah. Fundy is their ultimate yeah. destination. Yeah. Fundy and Hope. So we need to be like, no, stop in Hills, stay mm. here for a couple days, go ride. Trail run. Well, honey gets fed with money, right? Like, it's hard to compete. There are that. a lot of trail runners out <laughs> there. There are. For the rest of the We're growing. Yeah. I almost run over several. <laughs> yeah, so I guess, I guess all in all, guys, that's kind of our vision. It's not just about the bike company. We also kind of want to grow this whole place. Mm-hmm. It's going to take some time, and it's one step at a time for us. You know, we got to survive to start. Yeah. We're a startup. 
Mm-hmm. You know, we're trying to position ourselves not into an easy world and where people don't trust you because you're a new bike company. And you guys, you guys all know you're all riders. We're all nerd out on our bikes, right? Oh, yeah. And so building that trust and get, and we're talking about this earlier, but getting the right guys on the bikes, getting the right ambassadors for the bikes, getting it known around and getting, building our trust out slowly and mm-hmm. in waves is going to see how we do this, kind of let it go organically, right? Um, but picking the right people who actually have influence, right? right. Like that's the hard part because there's a lot of people who don't, Everybody wants something. (laughs) Oh yeah. Not everybody's going to do that. I can't tell you. I'm going to call every day for a free bike. I'll ride your bike. (laughs) Can you give me a free bike? Can you give me a free bike? It's like, and we were joking outside about this, but it's the truth, right? Like private Instagram accounts, like they don't even have anybody and everybody's asking for a bike. I'm like, everyone wants something for free. Yeah. So anyways, you got to kind of gauge that, but like, uh, uh, but like i mean that's why you look what you guys have done stepping out doing a podcast now like it's pretty cool to see that happening for yeah. here right like in atlantic, atlantic if you could podcast. have seen my excitement last weekend being recognized that was pretty cool oh, okay. yeah, they recognized got recognized because she has the, i mean becky's voice is very unmistakable yeah. Right? right yeah, yeah. Hey, but i'll take yeah, yeah. it i'll take it <laughs> But that's kind of our vision too, is to jump yeah. on board with what's going on in the yeah. maritimes. And yeah. The, not even just mountain biking, it's the whole, like you said, the lifestyle. lifestyle. Mm-hmm. The yeah. camping and the biking and the beers and yeah, all yeah. that stuff. Bikes, beans, beer, coffee. I, that's right. I remember coffee. I said that to yeah, them when, when they were all in here, like the mayor and everybody for our grand opening. And I, I just said, strategy easy around biking. It is just that. It's biking, beer, beans. Yeah. And accommodations, right? Like that's yeah. a, that's all we really need. I think, <laughs> and food. I think we were only home two weekends all summer since wow. spring. Like we're yeah. literally every weekend gone. See, that's a killer a lifestyle, home. right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Like I mean, that's what we all dream of is living the lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, we all do. I'd all like to have a hundred eighty thousand dollar Mercedes van to do it. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. Instead, yeah, I just drive down here and hang out at the shop we, and pretend it's on wheels. But we've been talking about vans as well. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Hard to find. I just about stretched to the Jeep for an adventure. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. yeah, you got that killer Jeep though. Oh, You're good. Sweet. You can you can tow a little camper behind that thing, but. Yeah. But it's true. I, I mean, I just stoked to see guys like you kind of starting to promote this whole lifestyle too, because I think that's our common vision. When I look, talk to everybody who's serious about biking is everybody has this common vision. Mm-hmm. We all like the lifestyle, right? It's so fun. You know, like. And you meet such good people. That's a yeah. big thing. Like, like we loved having you guys over there, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's yes. a lot of fun. You meet people, like yep. trade numbers with people. That If I go up north, I can go ride now and somebody can show me the trails. Because yeah. we joked about this earlier too. Like I just hate going to a place and just running trails ass backwards right like yeah. and then you hate it yeah you're I like go, this sucks i'm never coming back here rides just so i don't have to look at trail for <laughs> yeah oh uh, totally right just, just let her fly let her oh, fly so fun yeah. yeah but when you see provinces like you go to pi right and you see the difference between places where provinces put money behind stuff yeah. Like, that's when you realize new brunswick and probably everybody's a little bit behind like you know new PI's at the point around Brookvale where the province is funding the developers to build the chalets around Brookvale now. So now you're getting a whole community of three-story chalets going up around little Brookvale, 10 minutes outside of Charlottetown. Mm -hmm. But people want to go stay out there for the weekend, but the province is supporting that stuff. I think the advantage there is PI's been a tourism destination for a while so they kind of have an idea how to deal with it. New Brunswick's always been the drive-through, right? So we're just kind of towns now are cluing in it's like 
got this fall line, we see the traffic that's coming down it. How do we get them off? Yeah, yeah. And there's 250,000 cars drive Holy by this God. this place oh, every man. summer. So like, like, like I'm this, in the shop this is the and place. It's car, yeah. car, car, All the way car. to Fundy, right? And yeah. the amount of cars with bikes on the back. Yeah. Yes. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm the same thing. I travel between Halifax and Woodstock every week. And the amount of vehicles I see going with bikes on the back yeah. or surfboards or whatever yeah. is yeah. bonkers. The outdoor yeah. lifestyle is just exploding. Just exploding. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And it's yeah. awesome, right? Because, I mean, you do, yeah. you joke about trail running, but it's your trail running, snowshoeing, hiking, yeah. fat biking. It's like here, you got four seasons of it. You can do it, right? Yeah. So yeah. Well, they groom the trails out here. You're yeah. around for fat biking. For fat biking. There's no dog. There's like consistent fat bike trails yeah. in Hillsborough year-round. Yeah, year-round, yeah. yeah. It's like Miramichi. We did a lot of... Well, you, you joke about your drone, but that's we had the drones up in Miramichi this year because fat bike trails are awesome there, right? Oh, yeah. Like the run with the sleds and they got yep. the big groomer behind it. And it, it's like just flying through there. Like, I, so I hope it gets to that point too where the season could continue, right? Yeah. I'm but, impressed by the level of support they have from the city itself there. It's, yeah. It really is yeah. great. Hi, Paul. Yeah, yeah. We haven't seen you for a while. Yeah. It's nice to get a ride in, bud. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you're right. Those guys really worked hard to get big city support for up oh, there yeah. for the trails, right? Yeah. Charles and all those guys involved up there, right? Yeah. So, and and that's my whole thing. I keep saying that, but like somewhere the money's got to make it to the guys working the trails. I, I just, mm-hmm. it, it drives me nuts. Like you hear about all this federal money coming in for this program, that program. I'm going, why is it going to, f- I hate to say this and maybe you'll edit this out I, going to nope. fund a park a yeah. federal park yeah. yeah you have all the money in the world like we don't need the money at fundy like yeah. the federal government supports that park yep. yeah and there's not even really a lot of trails there to ride so they need to put in way more they don't even have it so like i'm like plan. when is the money going to start flowing into the systems that could really be built into a huge community with the municipality involved yeah. the province mm-hmm. in you know all integrated right so i think a lot of it is guys just not knowing what's out there in terms of grants i mean we just hit the federal gas tax fund i think they're changing the name of that now but there's so many out there and it takes time to sit down you know if you get an mla talk to them because they're usually pretty up on the funding front and then like right in trail forks this is awesome i like this i run a page on our website there's trail karma Mm -hmm. so people go go can go on they can check their trail forks and they can send donations and it goes right directly to the trail, to association. trail association yeah yeah and yeah. they actually like someone from trail forks and pink bike will reach out and make sure and verify so you know they know it's all going to the right place there's no middleman so you can go on there you can donate two dollars you can donate 200 yeah your own choosing i think that's a really awesome feature yeah um I'm really stoked lately. We've been finding all these Atlantic Canadians cycle through all these manufacturers too. Like we're talking to Pink Bike, for example, Matt, like he's set up our advertising. We're hitting Pink Bike big for our advertising campaign in January. And uh, he's a Newfoundlander. Yeah. So, you know, he's at Squamish, you know, he's a little out there, but he's been like, you know, spending so much time with us talking about what to do in positioning of the bikes and everything for West Coast vibe, right? Yeah. And uh, and with Shimano. Yeah, and sh- the Shimano guy too, like Kenzie, our account, his yeah, wife is from, from Nova Moncton. Scotia, his wife from Moncton. Really? Yeah. Like, it's funny to start seeing all these East Coasters are transplanted, right? Oh, yeah. And we're, we're starting yeah. to bump into them, which is kind of cool, yeah. you know? We're actually really, what I'm really surprised about, people like to support local. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm really blown away by that movement. Like, mm-hmm. uh, 
I'm dating myself, but my generation, there wasn't a big pull for support yep. local. And now there is right. Like whether it's fundy farms down the street and their food, we all do this stuff together out here. And it's like the super support local vibe going right. And, mm-hmm. uh, everybody's just helping each other out and doing stuff. And that, that's kind of the super cool vibe about this little area yeah. that is we're finding all these people like, you know, stuff that's not even related to us, but all of a sudden now those girls run in that Scandinavian spa, they want to do bike packages. Right. Or can we, can yeah. we, is there somebody who was co- like, there's so much room for people be doing stuff Ride down here. Right. Got it. Coaching. Like single track do like a whole package for that. People pay through the nose for, pay, you know. uh, yeah. for sure. Like I had, I had these four guys. So I said that today, these four guys from PI over here, all bankers, wealthy, and they just want somebody to show them everything, take them on the yeah. trail, guide them. Mm-hmm. You know, they had one, we had one of our friends out who's a really solid rider and like they would have paid him anything to coach them. Oh yeah. yeah. Like how to start doing this, how to start doing this. Like you could see it in their eyes. They just wanted it. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I don't know. I just, there's a lot of, there's a lot of kind of movement around the coaching side of things as well. I just got my level one from BICP. Yeah. Well worth it. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, like, yeah. Guy came out from Squamish. Hi Matt. Yeah, absolutely fantastic Hi. guy. Yeah, not, not that Matt, different <laughs> Matt. And uh, like B Rad down in St John, they're doing a yeah. lot of it now. So. I went to their uh, camp at Poli. Yeah, yeah so. Yeah, so. But I like awesome. the fact that you did the certification from Squamish and that stuff because that's still missing. Like people don't do that. No. Nope. I think we need to have certified coaches and people teaching people to ride. Right. Absolutely. And, yeah. Like, uh, I mean, a lot of injuries now are simply through yeah. people never having had that lesson or not really. Right. Well, what's that first one? Well, <laughs> you need looking at Laurie and going, there's a lot of injuries because people keep putting their feet down on the ground. <laughs> yeah. and just, they just keep their feet on the pedals. You know what, Laurie? She crushed, that. I did she crushed the a wicked. I did the two-day B-Rad um, course at Poli. It changed my game. Like, I feel like I was so much more confident. So here's a screenshot from a video from the Dirt Jumps this morning. Oh, cool. Oh, look at that. I can't wait to see that on your guys' post. Can't wait to see it. Yeah. But hey, you did crush stout on that downhill. Yeah. And, and I, I like this. Scary. You surprised yourself that and then at the scary. bottom you let it go because you made it down no problem. I know. You would have had it. That was yeah. terrifying. I know. No, it was you terrifying. did awesome today. It but, was. But you look like somebody like you with your daughter. Your daughter out here crushing rides today right like with adults and it's all because kids growing up on bikes and yeah i mean i love to see that and that's saying our vision behind this place is to have a pump track out here so parents can come down kids can go out on the pump track for a while go ride we would see at brookvale like one of the parents would go ride the trails and the other parent would stay behind with the kids or at the skills park right yeah Yeah. we look at the funny pump track any day of the week and it is packed yeah Yeah. like when we were there last the people were queuing down the dirt road to get into it you know these things are huge yeah focal points so the town's really looking at it and uh the Cook family and us were looking, probably trying to donate that property in the back here so we can get a nice pump track up and support some of that. And that, that'll hopefully, hopefully help people comes down. One you know, more thing to pull people. Pull in. people here, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and the Je- Jeff's got all. He's a, trust me, the dude who rents us his building's got all the heavy equipment sitting at his hardware Beautiful. store down the street. Yeah. <laughs> we, can we, we can build it in two days. He's got giant excavators. Like he's got all the dirt behind there. Like it can be done. It's supposed to be done this fall, actually. You need to drag him to the dirt. You need to drag him the dirt jumps block. Yeah, exactly. Speed up the progress. 
That's cool. But, you know, it's kind of cool. Like, they all get 120s next week. You know, it's kind of cool to start seeing the stuff pop up a little mm. bit more yeah, now, right? Yeah, we do yeah. definitely need more events in New Brunswick. Yeah, we do. Mm. Yeah. We would like to just do, we were talking about this the other day, just set up an enduro race up here with like yeah. four. We need, a, we need a series. Like, just a province do it. Series. Just do it. There's our dirt over safe. No, no, <laughs> this is Matthew. I don't do enduro. No, this is me going. I've been talking with my wife and she works in event management. And <laughs> she could like, do it easy. I want to run my own event. I should run a bike race next year. Well, like, she should do it this the right now. Should, and easily. Sort it out over winter. And oh, yeah. We easily talk, could. I was talking to Eve from the Hump Day Riders yeah. about it. And he's like. I'd love to run an enduro series out of totally Hillary. out of here, like yeah. once a month. Yeah, run yeah. a race series, yeah. get a few sponsors, get a few guys, and you can't run downhill races, but you can run one hell of an enduro. Oh, yeah, easy to we set up stages here, the lower mountain, upper yeah. mountain stages, and run it and. Yeah. Uh, like we already got a guy who would sponsor it. We know we talked to him from Salisbury. He's got all the money in the world. He's a big cyclist wants to sponsor some races out here. We were talking about gravel. He said, I'll do the gravel sponsored, but easily could turn him to enduro. Cause let's, let's get know, an enduro series. Right? I think we yeah. could do that easily here. Totally like should. Take, there's, there's so many places that jump on that around New Brunswick. Oh, as yeah. well, not just Hillsborough. Like, yeah. Yeah. This yeah. could be a whole, you could start, you could kind of kickstart the whole thing. Right. Like we yeah. really just talked about that the other day. A bunch of us were up right we said why don't we just light one up here yeah. and invite a bunch of make it like a friendly event to start and hopefully it'll turn into something yeah, exactly. right so because i think the trail up here is a, you know it's conducive to a couple different sections oh, yeah. and oh yeah Completely you can make it fun like, you've got I mean, some wicked sections in hills you know i really enjoy these trails and yeah. we don't make it down this way near as much as we should aim at no. Yeah. <laughs> He's been on us all year to get yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. the dirt jumps and go for a ride. And we actually we we laugh when we connected on Instagram recently because he helped me out a couple of years ago before I was even on this. Because I got a little boy with autism, and uh, he loves to ride. So no, no, he's not a little boy. No, not anymore. Yeah, he was little then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's... He, he's big boy now. Yeah. But, but you guys probably saw that fat bike with the big wheels on oh, the back yeah. of it yeah, around the corner. Awesome. So. Like, you know, it's amazing for me, like part of my whole mission for getting involved in all this is for him. And it's kind of cool because like, you'll see a kid with special needs who can jump on that bike and like the biggest smile on his face because mm. he thinks he's cool. First, he's cool riding around on a carbon fiber fat bike. So he's, yeah. he's pretty slick and everybody yeah. likes his bike, right? But like, cause he's just like anybody else, he just doesn't tell anybody he likes to have a cool bike right bike doesn't matter it's a smile yeah oh it's just so worth it you see it's not just fun and it's not just fitness now it's therapy right yeah oh yeah yeah Yeah. it's so good for the mental health yeah one of the cool things like you were saying i bumped into you two years ago on on the riverfront trail and you were talking about i'm i'm looking at starting up my own carbon fiber fat bike company and when you said fat bikes i was like you can't, you can't just sell yeah. carbon fiber yeah. bikes, uh, to, to, and to go out there now and see road bikes enduro xc yeah. trail like yeah, yeah. it's cool to see the the floor full of every sort of shape and that size trying, you can yeah. get and yeah, yeah, to, yeah to see you going from just i'm looking at doing it to sitting here doing a podcast yeah it's uh yeah. really cool to see man yeah it was awesome when we met he, i didn't have any tools to get my son's tires set up and he was going to be disappointed he goes i got tools and we set up tires and we went for a ride so it was awesome right like but that's a biking community it right it is yeah. totally right so like every it was just just amazing and i'm also hoping here too like my son will be able to come in here and work and you know when we're doing the fulfillment side we get all the parts packed in boxes and ready to go for the mechanic to put all of it together and then 
pack it and ship and all that stuff. So I'm hoping, you know, this will turn into a little job for him a couple of days a week. Right. Oh, yeah. So I kind of have a bigger reason why I'm doing this, but it's a, it's kind of a cool vibe and likely end up, you know, we want to like to get a cot at camp down here, everything, just spend a lot of time down here. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of a cool, uh, it's just cool for everybody. I find cycling is just awesome for everybody, especially for him. Like yeah. he just loves it, loves it, loves it, right? So, like you saw your daughter today, she just like oh, she's crazy about right? it. Oh yeah. my gosh, eleven like, years old, and she wants to do it for a job. Dynamite! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love. Blockley taught her to jump last week at Sugarloaf, so now she is she's ready to fly. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, so it was like a twenty-five foot jump at the bottom of. Uh, the hill at, at the Lock. hill, yeah. She cleared about three quarters of it. Oh, the big one at the bottom when you yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like she yeah. was like half a bike length off. Uh, That's wild. The whole thing. That yeah, yeah. Just awesome. no fear, right? No, no she gets so much confidence from her riding, right? Yeah, and, yeah. 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 She's yeah, really cool. This year, so. Super cool. Wow. Yeah. Been a lot of Gotta get more girls on bikes. Yeah. Oh, I've yeah. seen it so it's many. Awesome. Like, yeah. it's amazing to see the growth of yeah. women in cycling. Because when we started this a couple of years ago, looking at the market, that was a real deficit in the market. We said, how as a company can we actually try as one aspect to try to attract more women into riding? And uh, it and it exploded. Like the minute we said that in the plan, it seems like because you go to Brookvale right now or PI or something like that. Like we go out there all the time. Like it's probably seventy percent. And they're not just like they're talking about like their hardcore bikes and their travel. Like women's ridings progressed so far in like two three yeah. years. It's amazing to see the growth, right? Yeah. Like, I think there's a big intimidation factor with a lot. Oh, like, for sure. Because it, like, it's been the same. I'm sorry I keep referencing trail running. No, just But it's the same we because like there has been a big... In- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's a big intimidation factor for women to join trail running groups because it's mostly men. Yeah. And we have this fear that they're just going to leave us in the dust. Yeah. So there's been a lot of like St. John has done an awesome job with... Um, doing a women's only trail running group and now i'm a part of the moncton trail runners and they've started a women's only so on tuesday nights it's just women you know so no intimidation that that whole factor is taken off so yeah it's just you know i want to go to that (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to go because it would destroy me (laughs) miss laurie this would be a great time to drop your sister (laughs) (laughs) but it goes it's the same for mountain biking like in moncton we have the ladesti ladies yeah, that's yeah. Right. so it's the same. Yeah, there's kind of a bunch thing. of girls. Yeah, yeah. yeah so oh, it's yeah. just that women's yeah. only. Come and try it. It doesn't matter your skill level. Just come out, have fun, meet some awesome people. The question is, Melissa. Yes. Will you join the sisterhood? <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's the question. Of course. <laughs> yeah, we've got the shred sisters. Yeah. Let's go shred sisters. <laughs> Nah, it's, it's awesome. And, and like, you know, I think it's this type of media podcast like you guys are doing that are only going to help stuff to grow, right? Yeah. Like, I, uh, no. we just need the vehicle to talk about all oh, this totally. stuff and bring us That's all right. together, right? You know, yeah. podcasts are amazing. This is not even related to mountain biking or trail running. But podcasts have been really instrumental in my life. Because you hear these stories from other people and you're like, oh, it's all relatable. They get it. Yeah, they get it. I'm going through that. Yeah. yeah, Like, I'm not the only one because we have this weird theory in our heads that it's only Mm -hmm. happening to us or we're the only ones dealing with it. 
It's so, so I think podcasts so better are amazing for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I've got ADD, so I like having my brain. <laughs> he always bugs me that I have ADD. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Especially oh. when we go for rides. Like, yeah. I hate it when we stop and we're waiting for other people. Oh, I'm like, yeah, yeah go. but you got to learn. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Group rides are about waiting and having a social aspect. I was talking. I'm like, let's go. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. You know, yeah. right? You get it. You were the same. No, he did great today. He was supporting everybody. Buddy. Well, you were trying to take off. Matt's actually a great coach. He is a He's good coach. Good. Really yeah. good. You guys are all good. I coach. said he yoded me today. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Yoda, like the little Yoda. Yeah. Yoda, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, she said, I'm going to try to do it. And I said, do or do not. There is no try. Yeah. Yeah. Decide. Decide. And I don't I'm watch like, TV. No, and I was like, you just freaking yoded me. <laughs> He's like, Lori, put down the bike. Yeah. Come pick yeah, your Yeah, but line. you know what? You, you, you tried all the hard trails today, right? Yeah. Like, that was you did. Terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but you feel pretty pumped when you do it. Oh, yeah. Oh, you I'm feel like be, a million bucks. I am yeah. going to be a hurting unit tomorrow, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Worth it. I got my tires off Worth the ground, it. so that was good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, no, should, that's uh, we should talk about some of your mo- your bike models. Sure, yeah. Maybe start with some cross country and work our way up to the, the big boys. Yeah, for sure. Like, I, I think, our like, you know, we talked about all the SKUs. I think first and foremost, we are a mountain bike company, and that's mm. that's really what we're going to try to identify with. Like, uh, the gravel spec came in. One of my partners is a bit of a, a gravel rider, so kind of that's his more his thing. But the skews were really, like, I would say our. I'll start with the enduro because I think our enduro is kind of the skin we want to portray. You know, like we we've done a good job with the bike, good job with the geometry. It's aggressive. Like we're finding that a lot of. From a market standpoint, what we're finding with the bikes in that in that range is guys are coming down from downhill bikes, and then there's people who want to move up from like yeah. all mountain bikes to have a little more aggressive bike. So we've kind of found this market in there. The only challenge we found is we had to find some financing for that group of people too, because it tends to be 25 to 35 to 40. That's looking to be a little more aggressive riders, yeah. and. Uh, Sometimes they don't have the extra cash for, you know, we used to call these like dentist bikes for a reason, right? Yeah, exactly. But, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> your premium boutique carbon fiber company means every yeah. dentist is going to have them, right? Yeah. But you actually want the real riders riding the damn thing. So yeah. we had to try to come up with some finance options for people. And that's opening the door for a lot of people yeah. who probably wouldn't have stepped into a carbon fiber bike before. It is a, yeah, it's a big so, investment. It really is. So so that Enduro, what we found for us is the sweet, like right now it's our sweet spot. It's it's kind of putting us saying, hey, like we have a serious bike and then the other stuff will come out of it. And that's a protected mold for us. So like, like that's how this works. Like when you get a good design, you protect your mold. Like there's no patent and any of this stuff. Like when you, even though we purchase our carbon fiber in Japan, we still lay our frames down in Shenzhen. And the, the thing is, over there, like, there's no patent. You yeah. you buy and protect your mold. Like, that's how this works, right? So that Enduro mold's protected and is our design. So the other molds, like, look, we're a startup. I ain't going to lie. We steal the best from everybody. So the idea is, like, you know, if you got a really successful cross-country bike um, and it's a great design, we're probably going to find the mold. If it's an open oh, mold, we're going to call them. The and. We're gonna call them and make a deal with them, and and we're gonna we're gonna really put together a wicked XC bike. Right? And well, and it's like you said. I mean, are you gonna be able to compete with a gazillion dollar bike company you that's already built multiple world champion bikes? Well, yeah, you can't. Yeah, you just can't. So why bother? Yeah, 
the only thing we found is like uh, direct to consumer. This was our biggest challenge because it's at least 34% savings for the co- consumer. Yeah. Going direct to consumer because I was surprised. Real t- retail markups 35%. Yeah. So, and I know that because like we have a lot of retailers who want to partner with us to get bikes, but they want 35% yeah. markup. And, and so we really, when we first started, the challenge was we didn't really want to push that because we didn't want people to kind of think we were trying to sell their cheap bikes. Yeah. You know, because the bikes aren't cheap. You guys see how we spec our bikes out. It's all, oh, so it's, fa- it's awesome. Fox factory, everything, Kashima yeah. coated, Kashima everything. Coding. And it's all super high level components. And the only thing we, so we, we struggle with that, but we still, as a direct to consumer, it's 30 to 35% savings that gets passed on to the consumer by just cutting out the middleman, right? What we found is um, COVID, you mentioned a really interesting thing. Like, are people like you guys who are experienced riders, you know what you want to ride. Oh. You actually want to customize it a bit. Yeah. You know, like, you know, you don't need yeah. to necessarily go into a bike shop and kick tires and look at all this. You know, you want this, you want this, you want this, you want this. Like, you want your Chromag saddle, you want your Chromag bars, like, like, cause Chromag's one of our suppliers, right? Yeah. So same as us, we change our spec outs based on what people like you guys tell us, right? And what people are riding. So mm-hmm. we, we kind of found that that was our dilemma in the beginning is positioning, but not selling the savings too hard because yeah. people would then think maybe we're building cheap bikes and that's not what we're doing. We're building ultra premium bright bikes. They're awesome. But I think that enduro bike is probably almost the perfect East coast bike. Mm-hmm. Like around here. I mean, you got to bike up. Yeah. Go down. You have to. And man, like it's right in the right head tube angle travel. Yeah. Like it's really fun and yeah. it'll still get the job done and get up the hill. Yeah. Well, I'd like to, Take one of those to Sugarloaf for sure. Oh yeah, when, when and you guys can take it any time. If you right? want to hit Sugarloaf, I mean, it's we got, all in. We got that. Well, and because we got a large and a medium belt, right? So we're we're all about getting the people out to demo the bikes and feeding it back to us, and then yeah. we, you know, like we we've already had to make some changes to it. Like you know, we were we added we we actually line all the inner tubing with Jaguar tubing now, dampening over the cables because dudes who were riding it when we were. Demo, like really prototyping you're pretty aggressive riders yeah, right yeah. so you started to hear a little bit of noise with the whip inside the carbon fiber yeah. right and we go ah oh, that's not gonna work you know so we got all the jaguar internal housing dampening and that all gets built into it now and we we just we're like even the chain stay brakes i don't know if you guys noticed the ones we use yeah, those are ones that yeah. dude from out west developed yeah from whistler like he's big time world downhill champion right yeah. those those chain state brakes are awesome like we're gonna always use those now mm-hmm. so you know the only change on the enduro next year is chromag saddles we're doing chromag saddles next year and uh 10 of the leather the brown ones the, just so you know whoever likes brown leather yeah man i got i got 70 of them coming in so <laughs> i know I, I hate posting this stuff because you guys see it your mouth's water right <laughs> <laughs> I know. Even just, even just our, we use all Chromag headset spacers too, yeah. right? They're even hard to get. Oh, we got a box back there with all the different colors in it. It's like a gold mine for people. Just, just stupid headset spacers, right? Like it's, uh, it's, it's crazy what people things, yeah. would do. Half the time, I think I should just open an eBay business and sell all this stuff off. But I mean, I'd probably sell it for double. You, you know, you could for sure. Yeah. Pay oh yeah. Just. 
like they uh you get like you don't know how, how many people try to call us to buy stuff right but as an oem you can't yeah. you're under pretty strict guidelines about that stuff right yeah, so exactly. it took us a long time to get that licensing that was yeah. that was the big two-year process to get oem with everybody especially as a startup and it's even been our our challenge with inventory now because like these guys like giant companies like shimano like Honestly, Raceface has been great partner. Yeah. Raceface, Fox have been great partners. Um, they've been really, really good to us and uh, really helping us to map our orders, to get our products. Some of the other companies are so big, yeah. they don't really care. They go, well, we looked at your sales. I'm like, guys, like we doubled in a year and we're going to double in two years yeah. our sales. Like You can't look backwards. You got to look forward with us. Like you. You know, we were just talking to Shimano about that. We said you can't judge us from the past. We're a startup. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. They're just looking you know? at volume though, right? Oh, man, that's they what they... so much. You know what else they were doing? And I'm happy to finally see the switching. This may not make you guys happy if you're looking for parts, but <laughs> they... Uh, because that whole market has been set up on a retail, almost like an auto industry market, we sell the bikes to a giant retailer. Retailer takes it. Retailer gets parts, fixes the bikes. They... Like the Canyon bikes going direct to consumer, Fazari direct to consumer, we're tiny little direct to consumer, even Moose Cycles, which, you know, really, eh, their fat bikes are, eh, they're okay, um, but big company all of a sudden, right? And and I, I just found like what, what was happening is they, in the beginning of COVID, they were still shipping all the big bike shops, everything, and they dropped the OEMs. And now there's no bikes to sell. Yeah. So now they're like, holy shit, we got to get bikes into the store so that these guys can actually survive and even do maintenance and repairs and then start selling more product over there. So now we saw like Fox just opened up specialized OEM reps for us to really allocate our product. Shimano's just doing it. HLC's just doing it. These are all the big players we get our components from, right? So at least I'm seeing them try to get us building bikes again so yeah. they can get out. Yeah. And we're really happy because we're signing an agreement. Our biggest gap was a national service provider for the bikes. So what's really sick is we're signing a deal with VeloFix. Oh, sweet. Oh, really? so, and, and so there's a local person here. I can't name names right now because it's <laughs> yeah, not we official, know but we all know who it is <laughs> up, the street in Hills, <laughs> up the street in Hillsborough here who will, who will have a, a, a franchise going really soon and who is already under contract for us to do all our builds. And so like that saved us a ton, right? Yeah, and yeah. so... You know, now now for a premium boutique company, it's kind of slick also when you send a bike to somebody and then they want to get the bike, you know, their first service is a Mercedes van pulling up, doing their service for them. It adds to that whole vibe of exclusivity kind I of vibe. I think there's right? one in Halifax, isn't there? There is, yeah. yeah. I saw the van yeah. going last Yeah, week, there is. Yeah. yeah, and so there'll be the first one up in New Brunswick. Yeah. And, um, and then, you know, hopefully PI and all that stuff, but we're looking at an at, we're looking to sign a national deal with them to do all of our stuff. He's going to be busy. So, yeah, yeah so Real it's, busy. it's really slick. So, and it works well because it just transitions to them after we do the sale, it transitions to them and then, you know, whatever, it just goes through that way. So that solved the problem for us. That was almost like the world aligned for that. Mm -hmm. Like we are, that was a big gap for us. Like, cause some guys, some bike shops don't want to fix bikes. They don't sell. Yeah, yeah you know they're kind of like that. Yeah, they they get all pissy with each other, right? Some kind of lack the expertise is what I've found. Is yeah, you go to different places, and every now and then you find a good mechanic, or you find a bunch that kind of 
not really sure about what they're doing. And yeah. I'm very careful about where my bike goes. Absolutely, yeah. It goes to me 99% of the time. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. We had a great builder and PI for a while, another Brit. So he's a, he's a, bloody he, Brits around. He's a, he's actually <laughs> he's a great wrencher. Like he, I mean, the only him and him and the guy we're using here are really really good on bikes. So we're really happy about that. And uh, you know, eventually we're going to grow and need more mechanics. But that's what we want to see is a mentor program start up for young kids. Yeah, start absolutely. looking at at bike mechanic as a good career, man. Right now you'd be that was my making very a ton first of money. qualification yeah, like, at school was yeah. bike mechanic. I was a regional tech for like a sports store in the yeah. UK. So yeah, yeah, and that that's like fell in love at that point. I was seventeen. Yeah, Matt, oh, like I said, that guy's gonna be a busy boy. Yeah, he's, he's gonna be really busy. Going. Yeah, he's gonna be really busy. And uh, so it's been a great partnership to date, and we're hoping that really expands for us, right? So. Mm-hmm. And it's cool because it's somebody here too. Again, another business down in the Fundy Coast, and yeah. you know, helping the community build and all that stuff, right? So, I'll tell you what, it'd be cool to see out this way is like Park Tools School. Wouldn't that because, be awesome? Yeah, yeah, yeah those guys cool. are just insanely yeah. talented, and to get some of that up in New Brunswick and have yeah. that level of quality, yeah, would yeah. be. Yes, and you know what? Boy. It just takes calling sometimes to That's start this does, stuff, yeah. right? Asking yeah. It really is. Yeah. I, I yeah. mean, you just said that about something else earlier, too. I mean, it's really just calling whether we... It's really just somebody deciding one day and running an enduro race, for example. Like, your yeah. wife's yeah. an event planner. She comes on board. We do this. Boom, 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 boom. It's all done. We all organize just it together and we go. And, you know, they're not all that far away. They're no, like, no. And we got Minnesota. a sponsor for it already. Like, we sponsored. We got another sponsor for it. So, yeah. you just run the series. We would actually like to see that a Quest Carbon Cycles Enduro series based out of here, and do it. Then maybe even yeah. take it longer. So let's do it. You know, so yeah. it's it's great we talk right now. Yeah, it's happening. Well, bring your wife down here. We'll have a meeting on it, and we'll just go. Like if you build it, that will go. Yeah, exactly. How many? How many I literally there said that like in? twenty minutes ago. <laughs> I don't know if anyone heard me. <laughs> how many riders did they have at the Sugarloaf at the D eight? Because I mean, the D eight oh, races man, are all. It was insane this year, but then and yeah, DH and then DH alone. Ninety and I mean, on DH, and, and they'd be enduro racers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Normal year, like yeah. previous years we've raced, we've seen maybe twenty-five races. It's really been a hard push, but this year was just yeah, yeah. Everyone yeah. getting new bikes in COVID, right? Yeah, and then yeah. Your XC guys were probably three or four times that. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. It's yeah. not too far fetched. Yeah, yeah. So when we were over in Brookfield that day, they were running that downhill race at Brookfield the day after. Oh, yeah, they were Do you know how many people there. from New Brunswick were there? Eve was there. Oh, Eve was, was there. He had the family the over. I didn't even know Eve's wife's my accountant. I didn't even know they were married. <laughs> I was like, like, that's how small the world is, right? Yeah. Like I got, she goes, are you Dale? And I go, yeah. She goes, I'm your accountant. Like this. I go, because I know we're a partner. I go, oh, yeah, you're the one who screwed up my taxes. No, I'm joking. No, <laughs> no she's awesome. But the family was there. Their little one was riding around. Like yeah. it was kind of cool to see, right? All these New Brunswickers over there, really super interested in racing. Mm-hmm. A couple of young kids from Sussex were down there. Like, oh, well, I don't think there's of, any enduro races here, are there? I don't think no, so. No, not really. It's not, not at all. That just happened at Kippick. Was that an enduro? That's yes. not New Brunswick. But that's not no, New no, Brunswick. No, that's, not, that's a border. See, New Brunswick's country. got a ton <laughs> yeah. of XC races, like. <laughs> but it's the same thing. That same Kippick race. Yeah, yeah. Moncton Fitworks. Look at all the teams for the shops, and they're all XC teams. All XC teams. Yeah, there's very few and that's only practice. Teams. There's there's definitely no enduro teams. Yeah, yeah. So. guarantee if well, you have an enduro, it'll take it'll off. take it'll off. There'll be a series. Yeah, I yeah. Would say. Like, and you saw that at the Canada Cup race here. Yeah. Like the yeah. local teams got crushed. 
And you know why? Because they never leave Dieppe Rotary Park yeah, to go try right. anything else. Yeah. And I hate to say that a coach is listening and probably knows it's right. Take him down to White Rock and run a little bit. White Rock, everywhere. everywhere. Get around the place. See go the variety because every trail system you go to in New it's Brunswick different. is different. Mm-hmm. Like, vastly different. Yeah. Oh, completely. Well, we never ride a trail system that we don't hit something that's like, man, that was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. Every time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's always something on every trail system that leaves you like, yeah, that was good. I want to do that again. And that's why I think if we get more stuff going like down here too, I really think this Enduro thing's got legs. So let's do it. Yeah. Get let's your wife on the phone right now. <laughs> <Do it. laughs> No, she's oh, calling my favorite. When are you home? Oh. Yeah, you better get going home. <laughs> we'll do the keep, live keep broadcast for the race. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, we should, right? Totally cool. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, you know what? Like, let's be honest, XC races, they're all, like, people do it and stuff. It's not the same vibe. No. I well, mean, XC is very, very serious. It's almost like, like roadies, right? Well, like, it's really. Not everybody can do it. Even if I was dead I hate lean, to say it. I'm like super lean. I'm still 210 pounds, and I'm never going to beat a guy that's oh, yeah, no, 110. Like, no, no, I don't no. stand a chance. Like, no. It's I know. pointless to do no. an XC race. I'm putting three guys in the Elgin race next week, and every one of them is that big. Exactly. <laughs> They're all asking me, what kind of racing? I go, dude, it's just like gravel biking really so like get out there and go as fast as you can yeah. on these like 19.6 pound because yeah. that's, that's our one bike one guy's race and mike tingley's racing it actually it's 19.6 pounds Man. the nuts. fcr right so he's just gonna give it right like i feel like my go. carcass would just destroy <laughs> yeah. it. I know. you bike. think that right but it doesn't right it doesn't. so it's crazy yeah so we got him going we got another guy like it but they're all just like xc road bike guys like and it's just uh, but they're just gonna go but I like to see stuff for other people, like like oh, yeah. you know enduro, well, enduro style, can and take anybody. I mean, you know, a little bit more the free rider guys yeah. getting into some stuff, right? A little bit, and it'd be kind of cool. I, I think we could even probably put the one together for this fall late if we really wanted probably to. Could. Wouldn't be that hard. Doesn't have to be complicated with all the, you know, the technology and everything. You could just, just a couple concept. people with stopwatches at yeah. top and bottom of yeah. each track, right? I don't know how complicated it'd be. Yeah. Four just, wheeler just to run between them. Just right? have yeah. an informal race. Yeah, that's it. Like, And yeah. I think that's what we should do. Just informal and start it. A couple radios, a couple timers. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. And just think about Good. the tracks and yeah. off oh, we go, right? The thing is you want to think about insurances with... That's the biggest thing. Well, yeah. we know people in that world too, yeah. don't we, Miss Laurie? Exactly. Yeah. I, I did pirate trails so I don't know anyone. <laughs> 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 I, I drink beer and put yeah yeah well <laughs> the kiwi as i'm pirate. having a sip of my heineken that's good <laughs> the kiwi pirate so i got a question um now where's west chin i knew we got that guy in here for a reason <laughs> the kids can wait the kids can wait <laughs> <laughs> the kids can wait to sleep. Nice sleep done. <laughs> so it's more around like testing tolerances on your frame. Yeah. Wesley's a big guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah Puts yeah. a lot of stress into yeah, a yes. frame. And yeah. 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 Torsion yeah. No, and tension. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. just kind of trying to understand yeah. what levels you're, you're testing. Yeah. The, the testing is really pretty severe uh, uh, the, when we're still even designing the bikes and then we start doing the testing but there would be certain style of frames for example somebody 260 270 carbon fiber is not your thing probably no. right but like that's what what we did with the enduro is we took an extra step with the enduro bike for example i'll give an example is it's the same series of carbon fiber but what we do at the end of the process there's a latex 
uh, process we do, uh, which is, a, it's called this 3M milling thing, but they basically wrap it with latex after and then seal it. And it brings actually 30% more strength to the frame. Wow. So the Enduro, because of the riding styles and everybody's jumping the hell I've out heard, of them. I actually heard that. You know, so, so we're doing yeah. that process goes on to our Enduro frame. So it has that much more strength even than Is that on other bike. bikes or is that other things like even like friggin' race car wings and stuff? Yeah, it's a new process that they're doing yeah, exactly in the aerospace in, industry yeah. for wings Maybe and, the, and all that type of stuff. Yeah. Now, what you saw, it's not the same thing as you saw happen a couple years ago. You saw Giant experimenting with Composite. And uh, they were, what was happening is the carbon fiber, when you have garbage carbon fiber, they start to, there's spacing in it when you lay it down. Yeah. And so they'll they'll start to inject it with different fluids and composites to seal it together. But that's why the pan carbon fiber rope stuff, if it's laid down really correctly, when you're laying your mold out, um, you can get away with it. So this is a little different process that goes right over the whole thing and then wraps down and seals into it. But it just brings that extra strength to it. Because we found like, there's a couple levels of carbon fiber, right? There's uh, ultra high modulus, high modulus, and low modulus mm-hmm. carbon fiber. And the ideal, the ideal series is the 700 series, which is the high modulus because it has enough flexibility, but yeah. it's stiff enough for mountain bikes. Like I got it. If I let you guys, I got a road bike, an older road bike in the back there that somebody wanted, and it's a 1000 series, and it's you, like you would be punished right down that stiff, down road yeah, it's yeah. so stiff right like it just no flexibility in it and that's an ultra high modulus carbon fiber so if anybody's saying ultra high modulus that's why we even develop more with the latex wrap because the high ultra high modulus just doesn't it's not for mountain biking just doesn't yeah. flex it doesn't flex. you do need to have a certain you know like yeah, you've yeah. seen guys, good mechanics when they're teching where your creeks are they'll lean the bike over and just yeah. pull it while you've done it you've been yeah. a mechanic and the bike just goes like like it, if you had that on that rigid track, you might snap it in half <laughs> you mean right? that's not normal that's <laughs> not normal yeah exactly right but as everything creaks after hillsborough with all the dust in it right but my bike screams in pain every ride <laughs> yeah mine does too usually but i cleaned it today and it didn't creak at all <laughs> Shocking, huh? Right. But yeah, so that's a little bit of the difference with the carbon fibers, and uh, it makes a big difference what which one is chosen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I the uh, the Enduro one needed a little more. Yeah. That is tough. a beautiful bike. It is. Yeah. Like you, you always look at a bike online, and it's like, oh, that's nice. But then when you see it in real life, like. And the yeah. flash yeah, with a with the Kashima just really sets it yeah. apart from everything yeah. else. Yeah, I like that. Like you go to a store, you see a Cannondale or a Trek or whatever, and kind of all right parts maybe an nx and yeah you're paying premium prices for that and then yeah for pretty much the same money i can come in get a full carbon fox kashima yeah with carbon is. with next cranks right carbon yeah. cranks yeah or chromag yeah. stuff yeah exactly right but that that's the difference with the direct-to-consumer right yeah so like uh it's really the componentry stuff where those other companies bite you right they take massive upcharges on oh, that yeah. stuff so Dude. like so for, for us, the direct-to-consumer model was the only way we thought when we went with this. Yeah. And we're hoping it'll insulate us in a couple years after the COVID spike. Because, like, you know, there's going to be a million thousand dollar bikes on the market in three oh, years. Right? right. So it's all supply and demand, right? So you've got all these people who entered, like... 30% are going to keep going on to become great riders. And we're hoping because we're up in that more premium land, those are going to be the riders that stay. So we're yeah. still expecting growth. Well, anyone buying a bike like that's 
typically gonna stay. They're gonna stay. Yeah. They're not just buying yeah. a bike to go bike until COVID's done and then start going yeah. south mm-hmm. again. Those people will go, right? And Damn we don't want to compete there with. anyways. A lot of people buying a lot of bikes and right now they're buying whatever they can get their hands it's on. It's on, yeah. True that. There's yeah. a lot of vacation money not getting Blood But we're dentists. hoping we're hoping those people, some of them will progress to want better and better and better bikes and become awesome riders and stay in it. Well, and, that's what we you know. Like I started out, well, I've had a bunch of cheap crappy bikes and then 2017 I bought a specialized camber, just a trail bike basically. Yeah. yeah. Road four-wheeler trails and just dirt roads and I bought a bike to get in as a way to exercise because I hate running. <laughs> me, okay. me too. Cardio. I take no offense. No. <laughs> running sucks. So I bought that and then it's like, it was fun. I enjoyed it and I'm like, okay. So then in 2020, did a little bit of single track and then 2020 kind of took the plunge with the, the stump jumper and I mean, the next bike's going to be another level above that. Above that, yeah. But since yeah. having that, all your thoughts been is, God, I've got to upgrade this or what well, am I looking at? Yeah. You know, I look at a Quest Enduro out there and I'm like, shit, you just roll that out. You don't need to upgrade nothing. I Everything know. is premium. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I'm looking to replace a lot of parts that I've worn out on my inexpensive, yeah, but still stupid expensive bike. Yeah. And yeah. I'm looking at two to three grand yeah, probably all together. To and wait two yeah. years when things do come back a little bit more. Like we're going to, like, cause our value proposition kind of marketing term there, but like our value proposition was really this kind of like, you know, like customization really to the extreme. We really yeah. were going to offer tons and tons of customization mm-hmm. and, um, it, it, we just can't right now to the level we want, but we can still offer a lot, you know, like we can offer even, even down to color choices and pathway colors and chain ring stuff and anything you want. Like we can, we can work with you, you know, because we, we carry a lot of different stuff. So we, yeah. we can work with you to do some of that. And also just our relationship with our customers, because we are still small. Yeah. You know, people are phoning us. They phone you and you talk to them. And well, look you how can this pick all happened. Exactly. Yeah. This like all came from a phone call or a message. Yeah. 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 So yeah, we're it, just, we're kind of, you we're know, just we on walked. that bridge, right? Of our first testimonials coming in. Yeah. That's one thing that's missing on our, like I was telling you, we're going to upgrade all our website design now because we just got started. But the testimonial piece mm-hmm. was a really big thing to us. And everybody, the cool thing is since, you know, our like our friend Josh down the road got involved with us building. Um, like he's known as a reputable rider. Oh yeah, yeah. right. Oh, yeah. So yeah, sure. so like you know when he was when he started telling the guys that these bikes are made well, mm-hmm. like you know it really went a long way, right? Like you talk about an influencer, that's a real influencer, yeah. you know. So like it, it's just all of a sudden a couple of his boys bought one, you know, like and they were through and through other bikes before they weren't going to come here and buy a bike but mm-hmm. now we're getting a bunch of the guys calling in and like this guy harry older guy from moncton just bought an all mountain bike from us last week and, his, and he, he wrote us he, wrote he us came a, in yeah um the one day and we kind of chatted with him and then he came back a couple days later with his wife he had to have the wife. He had the power, the power, <laughs> yeah. the finance minister, the finance minister. That's exactly right. She was the holder. You know, he was really kind of, he was going between the um, cross country or the all mountain, I believe. Well, that's right? what he wrote back to us in the testimonials said we, he goes, what I liked was, I just didn't feel like you were trying to sell me a bike because we spent probably the first two hours talking about what kind of riding he does. Mm-hmm. You went for a ride with him. There's you know, an awesome gravel road just down 
the street here. But that's what does sell bikes. Exactly. Yeah. You're like, not just here. Oh yeah, you look at this beer here. We're not here to I mean? just sell yeah. a bike for the it's sake like, of selling a bike. We like. want people on the bike that's for them and that's going to serve yeah. them in what exactly. they're doing. And that sells. Yeah. yeah, yeah. At the end, that's what he felt. Anyways, he wrote that to us. He goes, "Look, I just felt comfortable with my decision in the end." And mm-hmm. he was really, you know, when you're gonna make a big spend like that, right? Like you guys all know what you want to ride, but it was different for him. You know, he was always riding a cross country style bike before, wanted something a little more aggressive, but he wasn't sure. But I, I mean, that type of thing is just where we want to be. We want to be ultimate customer service, mm-hmm. and and just that's our whole thing. We're not looking to be a giant company. We want. In the end, we always say we just want a thousand like super loyal, motivated guys on quests and girls on quests. And if we can get that, we'll be sustained and we're going to be happy with it. We're not trying to be look after your customers and guaranteed return, right? Yeah, exactly. And we're seeing that a lot now too. I told that story to you guys earlier, but a guy bought an enduro from me last week in Waterdown, Ontario, which is up by Burlington, Hamilton area. And he bought a bike and he just bought a fat bike yesterday. So like he just, we're finding people are returning. Mm -hmm. And and talking about buying two bikes, if I'm buying one bike, do I get a second bike at a loyalty price? (laughs) Yes, you do. (laughs) As you make good segue into that. We did just launch our loyalty program, which really does. You buy a bike, second bike's 20% off. Next oh, bike's twenty nice. percent off. It's always go. It's always the same. Like if you're in the Quest family, you're in it for good. Mm-hmm. So I mean, twenty percent used to be ambassador breaks level. Yeah. So really? that that that's you know twenty twenty five percent was what you were that's getting if you were a big ambassador, right? Yeah. Wow. So and being an ambassador, you don't even get that off a bike this year. No, and you don't no. get squat. most of them are gone. Yeah, you get clothing. Yeah. You get brake pads. Yeah, yeah. Good luck trying to get a bike. Yeah, well, our, exactly. We've got a friend that works at a bike shop, and she usually gets a bike every year. Had to buy one this year. Yeah, no nobody got kidding. a bike this year. Giant killed their ambassador program. No one. Yeah, nobody's getting one. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, as far as walking into a bike shop and seeing what they can do, it's like, well, I can sell it to you before I sell it to those other 10 guys. Yeah, exactly <laughs> want, right. That's the deal you're going to get. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And listen, I mean, listen, we've all walked into bike shops and somebody doesn't know what the hell they're talking about. Yeah. Like, I mean, come on. Like, oh, half the people in there are selling clothes. Some of these bike shops are selling more clothes than they are bikes. They're, they're just retail guys, right? You know? Not really. And no, no some of the slam on that. It's just not what they're, they're not bike guys yeah. or girls. They're okay. just not. They don't know what, what to talk about or what kind of ride you should be or anything else. So we want to flip that on its head and kind of give a better experience with that, mm-hmm. right, just to, to make sure. And uh, so, you know, it's kind of cool because people can, local people can still come here, right? Like yeah. take a bike for a weekend, do whatever you want, know what you want to ride, mm-hmm. figure out what specs you want, and then we'll work with you to get what we can. I think you that's know. like way above and beyond. Because we're hoping going so. to, say, big retailers, get sized up and fitted and you just don't have that personal touch right? yeah you're well yeah you want to try mass it mass produced like, bike which is yeah yeah you know minimum overhead maximum margin mm-hmm. yeah you know, we do a 30-day ride guarantee on every bike yeah. so and then we do a lifetime warranty on the frames yeah. so awesome. so we we really are trying to take it serious about reducing the risk for somebody to purchase from us and Is we always say lifetime that we're right of here. the frame for the frame thing, yeah. yeah like a unless, certain, unless you dropped it on a Is spike it a specific, and drove a spike through time, the carbon. like a lot of people are offering a lifetime warranty but they say for the lifetime of the product which they say is five years or something yeah well or carbon fiber i think a life cycle of carbon fiber is like two thousand years so it'll never rot okay yeah. so that like that's the difference with carbon fiber yeah. right so it's um but the like i think that's really key is we're just trying to make sure we give the best warranty 
And the components, we have to go with the component warranties, but we facilitate the discussion with the company for you. Um, So we're really just trying to service the hell out of our clients, I guess, is what we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of extra effort, but you know what? To be honest with you, it's not. Because when you build this company like Lifestyle, look, I'm sitting around with you guys running a cool Mm -hmm. podcast from a touch point the other day. Met a great bunch of riders to ride with, and all we're doing is talking about bikes and drinking our beer and having some food, right? That's the life. We're talking about the lifestyle. Yeah, Yeah. that's it, right? So, I mean, that's that's our vibe. It really is. It's the whole vibe we're after anyways. Mm -hmm. So, well... Hopefully it'll turn out. <laughs> like oh, I think yeah. it will. <laughs> if you follow the path you're going down, there's no way. It can yeah, happen. I hope so. You know. Yeah. So no again, way. we got to build trust with clients, and that just takes people like you guys who are good riders, getting out on the bikes, taking demos, going to do stuff on them, do like wrapping them for a while, seeing how you feel about them, telling us what you think you could change. I or, could demo one and, across the Maritimes, you know, just saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and I think an all-mountain across the Maritimes would be cool. Yep. We actually thought about, you know what we thought about doing? Was a pay-forward program almost with a bike, buying a super cool shipping container, and anybody who, you know, we knew, kind of like somebody in Whistler, send it to them, they ride it, and then they forward it on. Yeah. And then forward it on going. and then forward it on. Yeah. We had come up with that idea last year. We still might do it again. Oh, so you, like, you really think after the first person? <laughs> it's going to go anywhere. Yeah, I know. Well, you see, there's going to be rules. We'll see how far it makes it. <laughs> <laughs> we have our first bike out west, actually. You guys building it up. Brendan, he's a buddy of Josh, is out there. He's, he's a good rider. Mm-hmm. And um, he's. Uh, we're looking forward to get his bike up and running out there. That'll be our first west coast kind of Stab. It's a different level. You get out west, right? The guys yeah. are ultra yeah. snobs, yeah. right? Yeah. So like super ultra snobs. Flavor, and then there's yeah. the west coast. It's like I said, yeah. your your bike that you've got there is a perfect east coast yeah, it is. bike. Yeah, like those mega enduro bikes. I mean, I mean, they're basically a DH bike, like or out west bike or yeah, bike yeah. park type thing. And that's a funny story, you know, talking to that guy from Pink Bike who was a Newfoundlander. He's riding a Forbidden Dreadnought right now. And he said, he was talking about the sweet spots for us with bikes. And he said, you know, he goes, listen, to be honest with you, like, you got to find that middle ground of new technology, but still familiar technology. Mm -hmm. And he said, like, honestly, probably it's a little too far ahead for the the average person can't ride the bike, basically. And that's what he said. He goes, the average person can't ride this bike. And so it's just massive, massive travel on it. It's like, it's just so gnarly. Like it, it's not for the average sweet spot of the market. It's for a couple guys who are at the Whistler bike park every day of their life. Right. Yeah. And so it's just totally different. And so like, we're, we're trying to stick to that kind of, let's stay in the middle, make good geometry. Yeah. That's for us is the key is good geometry. For everyone. For everyone. Yeah. And, and hopefully, you know, like, what we would like to do in three years is have an engineer on team, you know, where we can really start to get some good engineers. We have a line into the, a German engineer. Germany has 800 bike companies. Okay. So yeah. literally wow, I didn't know 800. 800. Wow. So, so they like, he's this awesome engineer who's worked like all these top bike companies and he would outsource with us as a, a consultant for some design work, but that's like year three plan. You know, when we can really start to progress and get some designers and some stuff where we can really start to really start to lay down really who we are, you know what I mean? And, and come to the market with that kind of stuff. But I don't want to ever fall into the thing where I'm gimmicky. 
Yeah. I just want bikes that really work. And to be honest with you, geometry is everything. Yeah. Geometry, it good is. components, good frame. Geometry is everything, right? For the type of riding you do. So I think if you, if you stay that course, we'll be okay. Yeah. You know, I, I hope. Well, and that's the thing. Like for me, like I said, I went from a cross country bike to the stump jumper trail bike. And now that I've ridden it for, well, two years almost, I'm looking at going to like a long travel trail bike or an enduro light. Yeah. On a full yeah. bore hardcore enduro. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Yeah. You, you figure out what you want. Figure out your space and where you want to ride for a few for years, me, right? I prefer the downhill more than the uphill, but I still got to get uphill. Yeah, that's, a, that's so it. So what's the weight on your enduro? Um, that build I got out there, now that's a full carbon build it's an xx1 build with the carbon rim so it comes in at just over 29 pounds and what sort of sort of carbon rims are you putting on them? those are the race face ones we use right now and, and you know we we looked at a few like i'm not saying in the future when sourcing is easier we won't offer a larger selection than just race face um, especially for people who want to go with something different um, but like right now for us, they've been a good partner. The, the rims have held up well, and we found the alloy rims that we use for the, basically our XT and our GX versions get alloy rims, XX1, XX, XTR jump up. You get the carbon rims on the bike. Right. And so what we found was the alloy rims are awesome right yeah. like Ooh, yeah. the, the hub well you heard the all mountain zing today it sounds like a yeah. beehive right yeah, like the engagement on their hub is really solid so we're finding right now they were a really good partner for us like uh the rims seem to be holding up and working well and i think when things come back to normal we might look for some more exclusive stuff for guys who are really fussy mm. about hubs they want and other stuff like that we'll we'll come back to that but that's going to take the component market ironing out a little bit for us yeah. yeah, and that's super light because I mean that's a beefy bike. Like that's got a Fox Thirty Eight. Like it's, yeah, I it's mean not, forks it's not are as not light. <laughs> <bike>. <laughs> no, you can yeah. full enduro that's under thirty pounds. Like the Norco range is like thirty seven. It's thirty seven yeah, pounds. Thirty seven. Yeah, pounds, yeah, it's yeah. Huge. Yeah, it's it's like heavy. It's heavy. It's heavy yeah. Well, my stump is uh, thirty six five. Yeah, thirty six eight. And I mean, it's aluminum, but I mean, it, it's not near as beefy a bike either. Yeah. Yeah. So right now it's coming in. I, you know, like, I think it's, it might, it might be like with the alloy stuff and probably be up a few pounds from there. But honestly, to be honest, the race face carbon rims are not light. Like, like I was looking at the weights the other day between that and their alloys and it's only like 60 gram difference but they're tough too you still need spokes you still need the spokes you need hubs you need the system right yeah, no. so so and that that would be the cool thing for us to offer too would be you know spokes some guys like really like you know what i mean like like well guys like you like to ride probably have different style spoke on there something more oh, aggressive man. i've and, ridden and you know what i mean so i'm gonna give it to me and i'll ride yeah <laughs> there's guys with colored spokes and just their bikes are just decked right now. yeah, yeah. i tried building an i9 wheel seat online <laughs> it's tough yeah yeah, yeah. It, it gets real expensive did you ever get quickly. did you ever get to ride one of those doberman dirt jump bikes no you never did eh? so so that was that guy there's a guy from grand dig who altruist bikes right like and okay. man he started up that company doberman uh years ago with two other guys and they took they took over the dirt track market because they were one of the first on the market nice. and they they grew up they blew up to like two thousand bikes in their second year and then everybody realized this was going to be a thing dirt yeah. jumping mm -hmm. and then track and everybody came in and they just those big companies just, just cut their heads off with the retailers right yeah. which is what what i love about 
free market now, e-commerce, little guys can make it, man. Yeah. And like if he if this was that many years ago, that guy would be still Doberman bikes would be the pinnacle of uh, dirt jump bikes and yeah. like they they just took and, and trek copied their design they even went to court with them about their design oh, everything yeah. but like but like this guy lives in friggin just outside dieppe and skaduck you know crazy. so we got some wicked talent out here for guys who are designers and stuff and he right he he builds like steel bikes now like he won a show in vegas two years ago designer of the year really? he right he builds all steel Still steal bikes, old school a little this bit, is right? The first but, I've ever heard of that. And he sells. Yeah, yeah. Wow. He uh, he works at Mike's bike shop part time, man. No idea. Mechanic wow. in the back. But he, uh, yeah, man. And he like he sold a bike to. I don't know if you guys follow F1 at all, but like he he sold a bike to who's the guy? The Dutch guy runs for uh, Red Bull. Um, Verstappen. Yeah, Max Verstappen bought one yeah. of his bikes. Wow. Really? Sold one of his bikes. It's all nice. painted out in the Dutch orange. And all this stuff. And I'm going to listen to a local guy around here, right? So, like, we got all these cool designers that, I, that's what I'm saying. We want to maximize people we have local. Yeah. Like, even fabricators, anything, you know, like, just, we want to get anything we're going to need and try to do it local. Yeah. Which is cool, right? We've got the talent in New Brunswick. We just got to. You just got to find it. Just got to find it. Find away, man. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was kind of a cool story with that. But it really speaks to us, like, you know direct to consumer at least we can we can make a goal of it you don't have to be this massive popular. i see a lot of canyons yt's yeah. a lot of them out there canyons so. the big company that oh, you know they were always direct to consumer it's been 20 years they've been building their company but and let's be honest they almost folded in year 10 yeah. but like the end of the day now you know like they're running their company like all the big ones but they're direct yeah. to consumer yeah. and it, it's pretty slick you know like a covid helped that people purchase online they're not scared about it anymore you know like the bikes arrive they're show up in a box you take it apart there's a video how to put it together and off you go right so that's that's kind of that's a video we're shooting this week is the unpack and how to put it together video and all that stuff that goes along with that so yeah creatives everything that's why partnerships with guys like yeah like your team and everything like creative and talking and videos and posting just it's everything social media it's just it's everything man absolutely huge like uh, it's everything be everything present be there just like and just wicked photography's got to be photography's got to be top notch we went through that problem a little bit our photography the first round what didn't work work all that well so we got some killer guys coming on to do our new photography and we're, we're trying to land ourselves between evil and canyon so mm-hmm. Kane's really simple, easy online, clean white. And then there's Evil, which is dark, kind of sick, cool, direct-to-consumer company. And we want to land in between with our creative there, right? Kind yeah, of the that. colors of your bikes right now are looking awesome. There's some reds, there's some blue. Yeah, a few different there's, ones. There's a lot of cool poppy colors compared to right now. Most people are buying a dark bike. A dark bike, yeah. yeah. You're yeah. getting a lot of light. Yeah. Browns and blue, like we're choosing our colors right yeah, now, man. We got we got a couple cool colors we're really looking yeah. at. One of our partners, he's uh he doesn't see colors the same, so it, it's uh we think he's it, colorblind. We, we, we think he's colorblind, Chris. So that's edited out. <laughs> no, but uh, like he he doesn't see it the same way, right? Like he's got a different vision of it, yeah. but yeah. like because we're always on that Pantone thing, like what's the new colors of the year? Yeah. Yeah. And they got some really oh, sick man. colors on there, right? Like we found. We think we found our colors I that so. the Enduro's got this new 
Huron blue, it's called, coming on to it next year. Nice. It's a sick color, like really, really, really cool color. I want that. Yeah. I want that on there. Yeah. And uh, this Poinciata one, which is like this yes. reddy orange, really cool color. It's a color of the year for next year. Yeah. So we want to get maybe that on the all mountain bike. One of them. Kind of okay. always go with a kind of light color, and then a yeah. like we did this matte. The four fat bikes this year, we're doing this iced matte blue. And it, it's pretty safe. And it's a matted fat bike, yeah. so it's pretty cool. Everyone tends to like the matte. Yeah. I just yeah. told Melissa tonight, yeah, I said, yeah. I really love the fact that your bikes are a matte. A matte, yeah. Really, yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. cool. I like that Yeah, color. a lot of yeah. guys like that color. It's really nice. There's a nice... Because the gold pops off him, yes. right? I was about to say, even just you put a bit of orange on it, that thing looks Yeah, like I know. Green and orange. I know. Yeah. I know. Like and that's what I said. You get the orange headset from yeah. Chromag. Like the yeah. just the headset spacers even, mm -hmm. and you yeah. saw saw the green one here with the carbon six, the six like the uh, race yeah. face carbon six in orange on it, yeah. and then the orange uh, like the orange race face carbon next cranks. Like it just sets a bike off. Yeah, mm -hmm. that looks beautiful. Right, man. I just find that Kashima gold right across everything makes the bike pop. That's why it we does. chose gold. For the lettering on our quest bikes, like we moved it down on the on the tube. You see our quest is written towards the bottom just to be different. And then like golded it out because we knew we were gonna go factory Kashima on everything. So like we didn't even before we were gonna offer performance series this that people still ask, but I'm like I'm selling t this bike to you at a performance or lower price yeah. than even a performance You're series. A spec. So, so oh, you, it's an like, you know, that there's your 30%, right? So just take the Kashima coat and enjoy yeah. it. It looks yeah. good. Cause it looks Man, sick. You, you come in here and you, you pick out your bike, you get a fully customized spec. You can pretty much walk out and have spend another penny on deciding yeah. what you want to upgrade, right? Mm -hmm. It's like my, my buddy bought his Yeti from Newfoundland shipped it over i love yeti bikes right but he he shipped it over from newfoundland he was 10 g's into that bike when it landed yeah, yeah. Oh, crazy. and man first thing he did can i get some carbon bars from you and he's trying to hide it from his wife right so he's like can, can i get some carbon bars from you can i get this can i get that he started swapping parts out instantly right i go you just yeah. spent 10 grand man yeah. like you're like give me a break you're swapping everything out like I this is the park and see another guy in a track and i'm like oh, man dude, come on it's like rolling up to a gig and you got the same show i'm like dude change it out yeah i change that yeah. yeah so that's kind of yeah you guys are talking exactly all the stuff we thought about or trying to think about but that's why we like to be out on rides because that's where you really hear stuff right what people are doing or seeing and yeah. if you're not on the hill you don't know what the market is mm -hmm. you can get all these marketing people sitting around trying to do everything and it doesn't matter if you're not on the hill it doesn't matter yeah, yeah. yeah. you just got to be on the hill and see what the trends are and mm -hmm. understand your audience yeah, yeah. so it's kind of it's cool mm -hmm. cool well we really appreciate you guys having and we don't like trail running <laughs> I just did. <laughs> I will convert you all. Yeah. She took good. I actually she took yeah, and I broke my ankle almost on the first um, run, man. Right over and I go his I rolled my ankle. He I couldn't walk out of it for four weeks. I was like, you're gonna ruin my riding. Stay away from running. Takes well. me out, it's pouring rain and we're running behind the university by Moncton there like and it's just like nothing but roots and this and I'm sliding off stuff. My I'm at two thirty and it's not fleet foot through the woods there, man. I'm like a bear kind I of run through the woods, right? Like, it's I hear just that. Like... I'll do you a deal. 
You do a downhill race and Sugarloaf next year, and I'll do a trail run. Oh, and then you can trail run at Sugarloaf too because you can run exactly. up the side of the mountain. Yeah, there's XC there trails. Go. It's all pile of stuff. I so you forget Melissa's from Melissa's from Washington and Utah. So yeah. her her first trail run was five thousand uh, five thousand altitude, right? Foot altitude. Oh, it's it's not like us. So I have a feeling she might win. Yeah, <laughs> we hike some mountains out west. Yeah, up to ten thousand feet. Yeah, I thought I was gonna die. die. Yeah, it's very different out yeah. there when you're in altitude. She just moved back. Well, from, she's in, moved there from here, from out west. Yeah, she's been I've out only west been her whole in life. New Brunswick for a year now. She loves it here, though. I love That's it. why you were riding yeah. right up my she ass. Does. On that hill. I do. I she swear loves to it. God. She loves it. He fell in love. See, she came because he likes it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he fell in for love. <laughs> oh. Oh, no, I, I did that here. too. It didn't work. <laughs> It's just, it's, it's a different vibe than out West. Um, I like that it's more laid back. It's not so like keeping up with the Joneses. People are friendly down here. People are so much more friendly. We've got our own East Coast vibe going on. It's completely different. Oh my gosh. Yeah, totally. I would never move out West. Yeah. It's fun to go travel. We've traveled out there and stuff, but yeah, it's good to visit. Yeah. I have no desire to try to keep up with the Joneses and just... I want to make money to survive. Exactly. Have you have to spend two grand on your clothes to make you're it look like you're not dressing up. You're making money <laughs> yeah. to just put a roof over your head. Like yeah. I've lived in Calgary. I lived in Kelowna. Kelowna's nuts. It's, it is nuts. <laughs> Again, nice place to visit, but mm-hmm. to live there, you're just scraping by. If yeah. you don't make like a bajillion dollars. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to make a bajillion dollars in the Maritimes. Either. <laughs> no, no. And that's okay. Yeah. You'll meet some nice people. You'll make, a, you'll make a bajillion dollars. It'll just take you 20 years. 20 years to make it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, there's a little bit of progression on other things that have to happen here, but it's, uh, you know, we're slowly moving. Yeah. yeah. By the way, I have, we have this beautiful dog in the room too that's... Honestly, snoring. I love it. Uh, he's, he's made himself. Kind of, he's our new shop home. dog. Yeah. We're gonna leave him here and be our shop dog. Yeah. Daisy good might shop get offended. FYI, if he stays, I do too. Yeah. I come to the dog. That's it. Yeah. Well, Man and his dog. Right? Yeah. The package deal. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Oh, cool. oh he's beautiful. Well, thanks yeah. for taking us out on the trails today. No, it was God. awesome. It was we, we love to have host people here and ride and go on the awesome trails. It was awesome to ride with so many people. Yeah, it's so I'm fun. I'm glad you showed us Dynamite because I'm not going to lie. I was really, trail. really nervous to ride White Rock because yeah. I've heard horror stories about it. Oh, and like, Who are these Seriously? people? No, true well, and the thing is, like, tell us. even even Wesley could say last summer it. when they went, it's like, he's like, oh, man, there is a lot of uphill, like a yeah. lot of uphill. But dynamite was super fun. I get it because I feel because I just started mountain biking. Who is that? And I feel like we're not going past it again. (laughs) That's what they mean by they've heard some horror stories about white rock. No way. That's a white. The white. That's that white pointy gypsum that you. Oh yeah, the gypsum's not fun. Yeah, Yeah. some white rock cheese greenery. No, I feel like um, this has been like a perfect training grounds for me because now. I feel like if I can ride White Rock, I can ride anywhere. Yeah, if you did what you did to Rockwood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. take it to Rockwood, so yeah. Oh, yeah. Rockwood is like... Oh, yeah, maybe not Rockwood. It's flat, though. It's, well, I've run walk, Rockwood. Except Skywalker. Yeah. I don't know if I want to bike. Rockwood's a lot of fun. When you yeah. actually pick up on the floor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
yeah, and okay. get get the vibe of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah Go yeah. take a look at Skywalker. <laughs> but oh, I've heard of that. It is bonkers. Oh god. Really it's a wicked. Maybe I'll run it first. I really would have liked yeah, to take you guys on that Adventure's oh, really? Edge trail on the yeah. side because oh, it's kind of cool. Because okay. the oh, one trail, I don't know if you guys ever see Riding the White Line in Utah. Yes. So yeah. like I always laugh. It goes, "This is our little mini version of Riding oh, the White yeah. Line because it's yeah. against the Gypsum Mountain." And so it's all white, right? Yeah. But trail's not like that. Like you're you ride around it and there's a big cave right there and stuff, but it's this kind of cool little ride right along the side of a mountain, right? It, yeah. it always feels like a pretty that cool just little means vibe. You're gonna have to come back. Yeah, you guys exactly. gotta come back. That's our this is what I'm trying to sell you on. You only saw yeah. a little bit of the trails today. Us oh, locals get so to ride all the time. But there's a lot of cool little trails. Yeah. I mean, there's some pretty I cool mean, stuff in the middle too. You can ride outside of just all the other stuff too, yeah. right? So yeah, to get everybody going, but we really like you guys to come back, ride, and mm-hmm. love Absolutely. to host you, have you anytime. Yeah, for the enduro race. I'm super stoked yeah. to get the <laughs> summit and the festival going, yeah. because oh, you man, guys yeah. are going to be there, and we're going to do some coaching, That'd and be have awesome. a lot of yeah. fun stuff going yeah. on, so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you really you really enjoyed working with that group too, yeah. eh, Sam and them? Yeah, yeah. Sam's yeah. awesome. What we got to do is clear that lot off, so everybody can just put tents up for the trailers in the back. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Right in that back lot, just kind of grow it from there. But we really like like to thank you guys for having us. Like I thought it was such an awesome. I was a little bit nervous about doing this. Melissa was like Mrs. Podcast because she listens. Well, I saw saw Becky's message come through, and I was like, "Oh, a podcast! (laughs) Yes, you're doing it." I was like, "Oh God, I don't want to do a podcast." I really had to talk about it. And I'm like, "No, this is gonna be so fun." I just want to ride. (laughs) You're an easy interview. Good. (laughs) Yeah, I never shut up, man. That's perfect. I He likes to talk. Yeah, there's nothing worse. In a podcast and dead air. Dead air. That's like, <laughs> yeah, I could see that. But, yeah. but hey, listen though, I, we really appreciate you. We, anytime you guys want to come down and ride, we want to have you. We're going to come up ride where you guys are too. We really, we haven't been around enough places yet this year to ride. You I guys know, need to join the traveling us. biker crew. Oh we man, do. we'd love It's that a big commitment sure. having a company like this. So. Yeah, it's busy, so man. My right dream is to open a shop and yeah. have a place on the side but yeah. man i'd yeah. like traveling and riding too much yeah. i know yeah. i know yeah, yeah. that's the only thing we've tried to do at least is we have hit the road a bit we've gone to pi pop up take a few extra bikes and pop up that like we got a nice tent we got for outside type thing pop that up and just mm. put the coolers under there and at least take turns riding and yeah. at least starting to try and we want to do a lot more of that next year yeah. this summer was a little bit tough because our puzzle piece of trying to figure out when components are arriving right so yeah. it's like um that was a little bit tough this summer we'll be more organized next next summer. year we really just want to take the tent yeah we want to go up whether even if it's just with friends like you guys and throw that tent up and just let's go ride and whatever right yeah. canada day festival fun day yeah. whole group of us there. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, awesome. Yeah. 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 I mean, it. I live at Fundy. I'm at Fundy four times a week because yeah. I hike there with my son. Yeah. We love Fundy. Every other night. Yeah. So it's like, like one of our favorite places. We love mm-hmm. it. Well, yeah. yeah, we do. It's uh, not an official event, but we all go long July 1st, long weekend. Yeah. And there was, what, six groups? Like yeah. That. A whole bunch no, of that's awesome, get bigger man. every year. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, or get bigger every year. Yeah. We go and Pretty take over the... one of those whole loops reserved for everybody. It's so open. much fun, right? Because everybody's from it different parts fun. of the province, too, right? Like, the best part cool. of having that many vehicles, you can shuttle. You don't have to bike up. Yes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we need a four-wheeler for the shop. That's my you know, thing for shuttle. 
shuttle right up Heart Attack Hill <laughs> all day long. So I definitely got it. I sold mine. Otherwise, I would have had one. I've got I'll, a four-wheeler. I got to get one back. You got yeah. a bike trailer. I got a bike trailer. <laughs> I got a four-wheeler. I was, I was out hunting this week, and I was just riding. One of the guys had bought two old brothers. had bought Polaris XP General, $42,000, man. Jeez. But it That's had like... It has like the, you know, it's like touch screen in it, the whole yeah. thing, man. Like this, this is just a cat's ass, right? But all I could picture was having a nice North Shore rack on the back of it yeah. and just yeah. put my six on bikes on it and let's go. And there's Papa John rolling around on his CCM and his shotgun on the handlebars. <laughs> my father drives, had, had, he bought a Norco here recently, but yeah, he literally was driving a CCM with a gun rack on the handlebars. Oh my God. Not even it. joking. It weighed about 60 pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you He's, might be a redneck. He is your sign, right? Like for strapping things yeah. on. And, when oh when you're riding gosh. your mountain bike with a gun rack on it, oh you might be you Welcome might be a to New Brunswick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here's your sign. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, we should let you guys yeah, go. And let you go too and go take your family and have some fun at the hotel. Mm-hmm. Have some more beers. You going to ride in the morning? Uh, potentially, yeah. Awesome, yeah. Definitely. Weather permitting, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Ride or canoe or you know, yeah. What's, the, what's Dieppe like? Just come here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't ride. It's not even yeah. worth playing. It's not around. worth no. playing around even. No. Now it's it's not like they've done a great job for the local kids. It's fine. They can yeah. go do some skill development there. Yeah. Um, but well, like if you for you guys you want to come and ride, ride. Yeah. Just come down here and ride. For us professionals. For your professionals. <laughs> <laughs> Crushing it. Erin said that the other day. So we were talking about something and she went, "You're a professional." I'm like, eh, "Not really." Yeah. I can. She's like, myself. "No, you are." Well, I consider myself an intermediate rider. <laughs> yes, oh, I consider myself an intermediate rider too. Oh, I'm I, a totally a solid two out of five any day of the week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two out of five. Yeah. That's all good. Until I can really jump, I don't consider myself anything. I might be too old to do that now. Guys, you're you're never not too old. old. <laughs> I'm 47 and I can jump. Yeah, I'm 52 and it works. I'm learning yeah. to yeah. jump. That's a I try too. I try. I'm not pretty, but I try. Yeah. Yeah. But listen, thanks, guys. I'll be let you guys get out of here too, so you can enjoy your night. So awesome! Oh, thanks so much. Day. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. It and thanks for listening to the Mountain Bike Connection podcast on location Woo-hoo. at Quest Carbon Cycles. Good night. Peace out. Peace out. Peace out. You gonna say it? Join the sister.